Hello, and welcome to Zach's Corner, that other show from the pod people with your third favorite host, Zach. How's it going, guys? Um, thank you for sticking with me and making it through that, you know, five weeks of uh, horror. I know for some of you, maybe that might have been a bit much, you know, but we were celebrating Halloween, right? We wanted to have some fun, do something special, and I hope you guys had fun with it. I hope you enjoyed having guests in studio. That's something I really like to do and I'd like to do more of, you know. Um, look for that to come in the coming weeks, I suppose. But to get us back on track and, you know, let's let's do something fun, vibrant, you know, let's let's have a, let's have a good time, right? We'll get now we're into deep in the fall and everything's going fun. So I figured we'll do a fun movie, cleanse our palate, and get us back to normal here, you know? And uh, what I chose to do was a movie from my childhood. I think from everybody's childhood here at the Pod People, um, The Little Rascals. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know the movie. I'm sure you've seen it because you know it's a great one. That's from my childhood. And if you're actually older than us, you might even know the even older Little Rascals, which is what this was. You know, based on this is like a remake of something. Uh, it was a series of short films called The Little Rascals. Uh, it was, you know, from the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. Uh, it was originally called uh, Our Gang, and it was made by Hal Roach. And so that's kind of cool. That's a little fun fact. So this is, I guess, technically the first remake I ever watched. <laughs> uh, the Little Rascals. Oh, we're going to get into fun facts, just in case you couldn't tell. Uh, we're going to get into fun facts here with uh, released August 5th, 1994. With a budget of $23 million. Uh, the gross in the U.S. was $52 million, And worldwide, it was $67 million. So they even made extra cash overseas. So that's pretty cool. Um, our director in this is Penelope uh, Spears. Um, I, I hadn't heard of her, but apparently I have. Because she did Wayne's World and she did Black Sheep, which are two really, really great comedies. I'm sure everybody's seen those. Wayne's World, of course, being the Mike Myers, Dana Carvey movie. And uh, Black Sheep being Chris Farley and David Spade, not Tommy Boy. <laughs> um, so she's got the bona fides. Uh, Penelope also did a lot of music videos, and she's done a lot of documentaries. And I uh, read another fact was uh, she was offered to do this as Spinal Tap, but she turned it down because she didn't think you could make fun of heavy metal. So that's fun. So we got a really cool director, and that's pretty awesome. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. <laughs> All right. Without any further ado, let us get into The Little Rascals. Uh, we start with uh, our leader of the He-Man Woman Haters Club, Spanky, and he's sitting the dog, Petey, around to go collect people for a emergency meeting. And so Petey's running around town, and we get introduced to other characters, like Steiny, who is a bald kid who has, like, a hat. It's like a bowler hat. And then uh, he runs, and then we meet Froggy, uh, and then we meet uh, Buckwheat and Porky, you know? And so we're just getting to meet some of the kids. Then we go to the clubhouse, and we're having this meeting. And uh, there's all these kids running into the clubhouse, and Froggy's at the door, and you have to have the high sign to get in to the club, right? And so it's a you, you put your hand underneath your your chin, and you kind of wave your fingers. You got to watch the movie because I can't explain how to do this. You got to just see it. 
And then this is also where we meet our, uh, you know, antagonist, right? We meet our bad guys here. Our first set of bad guys, because we have more bad guys to come. This is loaded with bad guys, guys. Well, that was a bit redundant, wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, so we see Butch and Warm, and they're sitting outside the clubhouse, and they're pissed off. They're angry. They're like, oh, we hate these kids. And I don't know if this is intentional. Um, maybe it's just me. But Butch and Warm seem like they're actually a little bit older than the kids. So it's like, wow, you guys got to find some hobbies because you're beating up little kids. This is kind of kind of weird, man. You got to work on this. <laughs> All right, so we're in the meeting, and we find out that this meeting is to determine the driver for the race that is coming up on Sunday. And they have this prize vehicle called the Blur. And they have not lost since the beginning of time. Five years and so they're like, all right, who gets to drive the blur for us to bring it home? And they draw names from Stymie's hat, and it's Alfalfa. And where's Alfalfa? Alfalfa's not there, because he's out with Darla, this girl that he really, really likes. And they're on a date. They're in a boat, and Alfalfa is singing to her. And it's pretty great. Alfalfa's the man. He's a smooth-talking pimp. <laughs> So the guys, they all run, and then they find Alfalfa and Darla in this boat sitting together talking, and they throw a fishing line with a can attached to it so they can hear what everybody's saying, because that definitely works. Who hasn't used a pair of cans attached to a screen, uh, a string to hear things? <laughs> and they just hear Darla and Alfalfa talking, and they're all, like, making, like, ugh, noises. Like, they can't believe this. And it's determined that Alfalfa, he wants to have a picnic, and Darla wants to have it in the clubhouse to show that Alfalfa is not ashamed of her. And Alfalfa agrees because, hey, the guys aren't going to be there. It'll be swimming day. Unfortunately for him, they're all listening to everything he's saying. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then they, then we flash to another scene where it's the next day and Butch and Worm are driving their car because they're going to be in the race too. And they really want to win too. But it's a piece of crap. And as they're driving down the alley... They bump into Alfalfa, who's walking over to his date with Darla. And they decide to chase him, and he's running, and he has flowers in his hands. And he's running, he's running, he's running, and then he gets away, because Butch and Warm uh, get stuck at an auto body shop, because they get painted onto a car. And uh, so he makes it to Darla, and the flowers are all disheveled, but she's happy to see him. And this is where we meet our second bad guy, which is Waldo. Uh, and he's a total dick, he's a rich kid. And instantly, he's infatuated with Darla, and he doesn't like Alfalfa. And then there's some posturing between Alfalfa and Waldo, and, you know, Darla, he's like, you know, oh, yeah, I'll be at this town show, you can come see me. And Alfalfa's like, you can come see us, because we're performing together, right? So Alfalfa's trying to claim his territory there. And so then they go on their date, they go to the, to the clubhouse, and uh, the guys, the He-Man Woman Haters Club, have decided to sabotage the date. And, you know, they put their grape juice through a sneaker. Uh, they put kitty litter into sandwiches. The date's going horribly. But Alfalfa, he's still trying to work through it. And he gives Darla a ring. And he's like, I had to eat six boxes of Cracker Jacks for this ring. But it was worth it for the woman I love. And so, you know, it's a real cute moment. And then uh, the human woman haters decide that they're going to try to get into the clubhouse. But the door's been locked, and so they're knocking on the door. And Alfalfa's like, oh no, they're back early. And so 
he takes their table that they have, and there's candles on it, and he blows all of them out except for one candle, and he puts it back in the wall, right? But the candle's still lit, but he doesn't know that. <laughs> so he tries to get Darla to hide out, and then she doesn't want to do it, and then he goes to answer the door, and he has like a like a wrap on his head because he said he was getting his wisdom teeth pulled. And then Spanky says, well, that's why you're acting so stupid, right? It's like, oh, so that's real funny. And while he's talking to Spanky, Darla drives the blur out of the clubhouse. Like, she just drives through a wall. And then everyone looks back, and uh, Alfalfa faints. And then they see that the clubhouse is on fire. And then we get in this really hilarious, uh, the kids trying to fight the fire. They get little fireman uniforms on, and... They throw in buckets on the fire to no avail. They send Porky and Buckwheat to go call the fire department. But they don't know the number to 911. And they even say as much. They're like, what's the number to 911? And they're like, I don't know. So they run back and stymie and uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh is another kid. He takes the minutes at the meetings. But uh-huh uh, and stymie, they get a fire hose and they run it through an apartment building and Spanky gets some fire, gets some water on the fire, but it's not really working. And then we flash to uh, the clubhouse is burnt down, and uh, Darla, uh, she she walks away and she walks up to Waldo who has shown up. And uh, before she goes to Waldo, she walks over Alfalfa who's still knocked out, and she says, "Tell him when he wakes up that we're through, and I never want to see him again." And she throws the ring at Alfalfa, then she leaves with Waldo. And so then they're stuck, right? And so it's over. And our next thing we get is we have court proceedings. <laughs> because Alfalfa is on trial for burning down the clubhouse. And uh, uh, Alfalfa is sentenced to death by Judge Spanky. And Stymie, who is uh, Alfalfa's court-appointed attorney, uh, he enters a plea bargain. And he says, we just want to, we should just put him on probation. He has to watch the blur day and night, and he can never talk to, think of, or um, see Darla ever again. Like, those are the conditions of his probation. And the court agrees. <laughs> and so then we get to later that night, and Alfalfa's having a nightmare. And it's like this whole medieval-themed thing, right? Like, uh, there's, like, knights and everything. And he's dressed in a kilt, and she's, like, and Darla's in a dress. And they're talking at the edge of a cliff. And he's talking about how he loves Darla. And she's like, then you'll have to choose as the army of Sir Spankus shows up. So it's Spanky, and they're like with swords drawn and everything. And they're like, it's either us or her. And then it's choose or die. Choose or die. And so the, they, they get him closer to the cliff. And even Darla's saying choose or die. And then Alfalfa falls off the cliff, and then he wakes up. And he's asleep in the clubhouse. And then he's freaked out. And then everyone, all the He-Man woman haters are there. And they all decide to spend the night with him in the clubhouse. So he's not alone watching the blur, which is really cool. And then uh, at the same time, Darla and her little friends, they're having a sleepover too. And then we get some back and forth to where um, they're talking about all the things that girls do that are bad. And then the girls are talking about everything the boys do that are bad. You know, like little kid stuff when they don't realize that, um, come on. <laughs> The best parts of living are having a, a partner, right? I mean, come on. Get it together, kids. But, you know, that's the kid thing, right? Girls have cooties, right? Boys have cooties, and they all stay away until they're in high school, and then 
Jesus, God help us, if only we could keep them separate. <laughs> and so they, they have that little fun little sleepover moment, and then, uh, you know, they're complaining back and forth. And then the next day, uh, the men decide they're going to go rebuild the clubhouse. They go to a lumberyard, and they give them, like, all these coins. And the guy at the lumberyard gives them one piece of wood and says, would that be paper or plastic? And then they're, like, really bummed out because they don't know how they're going to pay for this. And they find out the lumber they need will cost them $450. And they're like, how are we ever going to get $450? Well, they walk next to a bank, and a bank says, approved loans daily. So they go in dressed as, like, uh, businessmen, and they're stacked on top of each other, much in the way of Muppet Man. And they get up to the, the bank loan officer, and it's Mel Brooks with a great cameo. And uh, this is the first time I ever saw Mel Brooks as a kid. And so when I saw, like, Spaceballs, I was like, hey, that's the guy from Little Rascals. Because that's how my mind worked when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway, that's just an odd aside, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, he denies them because they're kids, you know. And it's real funny. And then he get kicked out. And so then um, the next thing we get is, uh, you know, Alpha Alpha. He's writing a love letter. To Darla. He's sitting watching the blur and he's playing with, you know, he's doing the little petal things with flowers. You pull them off. He's like, she loves me. She loves me not. She loves me. She loves me not. Right? Like he's doing that thing. And Porky and Buckwheat are there and uh, Alpha Alpha decides he's going to write Darla a letter. So he writes this really nice letter. And then uh, Buckwheat and Porky are like, you're not supposed to send her a letter. And he's like, no, no, no. It's not a love note, it's a hate note. And so then what he says is, what the note is going to read is, Dear Darla, I hate your stinking guts, right? You know, it's really bad. You're scum between my toes, right? <laughs> Just really bad stuff. And so then he hands them the note and they go. And they talk to Darla. But they lost the note. They can't find it. And uh, Porky has the note, but he doesn't remember he has the note. And he uses it as a tissue. Like he blows his nose with it so they don't have the note. And then Buckwheat's like, it's okay. And then Buckwheat recites the fake letter to Darla, which just sends Darla into rage. She's holding a can, and she crushes it in her hand, which is really funny. You know, like, for a little kid, that's a show of strength, right? <laughs> and so they take the bad news back to Alfalfa. And they're like, yeah, she's real pissed off. And then Alfalfa's like, I gotta go see her. And then they're like, you can't go see her. She has a ballet recital, so you gotta wait. And Spanky shows up at this time, and he's like, no, you know what? We're going to go to that recital, and I'm going to show you that women are no good and whatever thing, you know, little boys think about women. <laughs> so they go to the dance recital, and they can't get in because the teacher was like, um, no, if you don't have an adult, we can't let you in, right? And so, uh, you know, you can't talk to Darla. It's out of question because she's got to go dance. Well, they're hanging out outside of the ballet thing. And uh, we flash back to Porky and Buckwheat. They're hanging out in the blur because they're watching it. And a duck runs by with a dollar bill. And they chase after the duck, right? <laughs> and they catch the duck and they're like, we got a dollar. We got a dollar. And anyway, but while the distraction is happening, Butch and Worm are attempting to steal the blur. But they start the ignition and they get attacked with a jar of pickles. And they're pissed off. They're like, oh, pickles. So Butch and Worm leave. And they show up at the dance recital. And uh, Spanky and Alfalfa see this, and they run inside. And they're running around, and then they find a changing room. 
And then they get in little ballerina suits, like they get in ballet costumes, and they both have wigs on. And so they're acting like girls. And so they bump into Butch and Worm, who think they're attractive. And Butch and Worm are like, hello, ladies. And they're like, well, we'd love to go with you, but we can't because we got a recital. And then Butch and Worm, they're like, have you seen these two little freaks? And they're like, yeah, they're over there. And so they point to where the uh, teacher is changing, like her room. And they, Butch and Worm, bust in. And she's like putting on her leotard. And then uh, she's like, oh, what are you doing in here? You must go. And so she throws Butch and Worm out. Spanking off off a duck into another room. And it's where Darla is. And all the other girls, of course. But the important part is that Darla's here. And they're like, oh, wow, we've never seen you before. And they have some banter. And Alfalfa's sweating. And Darla gives him her hanky. She's like, here, use my hanky. And he wipes off the sweat. And he tries to hand it back to Darla. And she's like, no, no, you keep it. And so it's kind of a little sweet moment there. But Darla doesn't know that it is. And uh, so Darla is talking about her boyfriend, Waldo. And then uh, Alfalfa gets brought up. And Alfalfa tries to put himself over. He's like, yeah, Alfalfa's a great guy. He's such romantic. And then Spanky, you know, tries to tear him down. He's like, that man never came back to me. He just led me on, which is hilarious. And then uh, it's time to go dance. And Spanky and Alfalfa, they get uh, taken on stage. So they, they're part of this whether they want to be or not. <laughs> And so they get on stage, and they don't know the choreography. And uh, while they were waiting outside, Spanky had a frog, and he gave it to Alfalfa to play with, I suppose. And so now they have this problem where they have this frog, and they don't know what to do with it. And so Alfalfa gives it back to Spanky, and Spanky then proceeds to put the frog into Alfalfa's tights. So Alfalfa's trying to fish out the frog while they're dancing on stage, and they're completely ruining the recital. Like, it's derailing everything. Even the other dancers are laughing and, you know, getting being happy. And the lady is so mad. Like, the dance instructor is so pissed. And uh, Spanky and Alfalfa run off stage. And Alfalfa runs behind some curtains. And he's trying to get the frog out of his costume. And Spanky's out there laughing because he thinks it's so funny. And then the teacher comes up. She grabs Spanky. And then she grabs Alfalfa out from behind the curtain, who was just in his underwear now. And he's just like, uh, <laughs> uh-oh. And then uh, they're like, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave. And so they're taking off. And as they get to the door, they can see, because there's a window, the Butch and Worm are waiting for them. And Spanky, being the good bro he is, says, I'll go distract them. Because he's still dressed like the little girl, while Alfalfa's just in his underwear. So Alfalfa takes off the other way. And Spanky walks, you know, and he's sashaying his hips. And he's like, hey, any of you stud muffins going my way? And then, so he's trying to distract them, and he walks under a tree. But his wig gets caught on one of the branches, and so they see that it's Spanky. So Butch and Worm begin to change, chase Spanky, and Alfalfa's running away somewhere off in his underwear. <laughs> and uh, Spanky gets away, uh, because, you know, he would, right? <laughs> and uh, Butch and Worm, they're kind of walking around, and then they bump into Alfalfa. And then Alfalfa lays a line that I have said so many times in my life. And uh, he says, and the clouds open up and God said, I hate you, Alfalfa. <laughs> Which is just so hilarious. And it's a great thing for a kid to say, because it's just like, yep, he already gets it that life's a bitch. <laughs> so Butch and Worm, they decide to chase Alfalfa. And he's running, and he's running through town. And 
he gets to uh, a mansion, like a big house, and he runs into the mansion, and he's like, I'll show myself out when he runs in a housekeeper. Butch and Worm get to the house, but they won't let them in. They're like, no, no, you need to go. And so Alfalfa makes it to the backyard of this house, and there's a dog. And he, to avoid the dog, he jumps in the pool, and he swims through the pool. And he gets out of the pool, and his underwear has fallen off. So he's just in the bluff, completely naked. And it turns out it's Waldo's house. And Waldo and Darla are in the pool, and they can see all of everything. And they're giggling, and then Darla says, That's a side of you I've never seen before. And then he grabs his underwear out of the pool, he puts him back on, and then the dog chases him off, and he runs away again. <laughs> and it's like, all right. And then we get a really fun moment where we're back to Porky and Buckwheat, and they're sitting in the blur, and they're eating pickles. And uh, Porky's like, I don't like pickles. And then uh, Porky's like, I'll trade you a, a pickle for a nickel. And then Buckwheat, he's like, how about two cents? And it's real funny. And then Alfalfa shows up in just his underwear. And then Porky asks, long day? Which is just hilarious. <laughs> oh, that was such a fun movie. I love it so much. <laughs> and then uh, our next scene we get is the fair. Uh, everybody's at the fair. There's the talent show. And the He-Man woman haters have shown up. And they have a bunch of materials. Because they're going to set up a booth. Because they want to try to make some money. And so they have an idea for an attraction. It's the six-foot man eating chicken, which is hilarious. And uh, Porky and Buckwheat, they, they have their own scheme going on. And they're like, can we take one of these signs? And Porky and Buckwheat, they take a sign that says admission, spelled wrong, by the way, uh, $3. And they take this, this sign and then they walk away. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we flash back to Alfalfa, who's watching the blurb. And he has all these papers everywhere. It's, I will not talk to Darla. I will not talk to Darla. And he's there with Petey. And he says, darn it, I need more paper. And then Petey brings him a roll, a roll of toilet paper. And he's like, not that paper. And then Petey brings him a sheet of paper. And it's the sabotage list from the picnic. And Alfalfa realizes that Spanky orchestrated everything going wrong. So it's every much their fault as it is his fault of the clubhouse burned down. And he's mad because they cost him Darla, who he loves dearly. So Alfalfa takes the blur and he takes Petey and he drives over to the fair. And, uh, you know, he's going to go win Darla back, you know, because that's what... He, and he parks the blur and he leaves the keys in it. And while he's off, Butch and Warm still the blur. And so... That will become important. So Alfalfa gets there, and uh, he sees Darla and Waldo. They're finishing up their song, and he asks uh, if he can go on next, right? And it's like, oh, okay, we got one space. And uh, while this is happening, like before this, I think a little bit before this, uh, Spanky walks up to Porky and Buckwheat, and they've put up the sign outside the talent show, and people have just been giving them all this money. And Stymie says, I thought the talent show was supposed to be free. And then Porky Buckwheat are like, we just put up the sign and people started paying us. So Spanky says, good job, boys. I'll take over from here, right? And as soon as Spanky takes over, their teacher, Miss Crabtree, shows up. And she's like, Spanky McFarland, I would have expected more from you. And they're like talking back and forth. And uh, she's all mad. And she's like, we can't just get this money back. We have to think about something to do. And Spanky whispers to her, and she says, I think that's a really good idea. Right? And it turns out what Spanky has come up with is 
that the money, which is almost $500, uh, is going to be the prize money for the winners of the race. And the He-Man Woman Haters Club, they think they got it in the bag because they got the blur. So they're real excited because they'll have the money to rebuild their clubhouse. Anyway, so then we get to Alfalfa, who's going to go on next, right? And he confronts Waldo backstage, and he says, I'm going to win Darla back. And then Waldo, while Alfalfa's not paying attention, he puts some sort of bubbles, like some dish soap or something, into Alfalfa's water, right? And then Alfalfa drinks the whole cup. He goes out, and he's going to perform his song to win back Darla. And he says, I like to perform a toast to the girl I love most in the whole world, Darla. And he points her out, and Darla's like, ugh. So Alfalfa starts to sing his song, but because of the bubbles, he's like burping bubbles. Like as he's singing, like all these bubbles are coming out of him, like everything. And he's just like going for it. He's still going for it, though. And the crowd's eating it up. And then Spanky decides he's going to put Alfalfa out of his misery. And he gets backstage with some of the rigging and uh, he hooks uh, Alfalfa into the moon from the backdrop. And then he lifts Alfalfa up and then he drops him back down. And so Alfalfa is like super embarrassed. And then he runs off backstage and Spanky and the rest of the gang, they all uh, confront him and they start throwing insults. And then they discover, um, where's the blur? And Alfalfa is like, it's over here. And the blur has gone and they're pissed. And everyone's like, well, there goes our chance of winning and rebuilding the clubhouse. So Alfalfa and Spanky, they start throwing insults and, Spanky says, I wish there was a club to throw you out of. And the Alfalfa says, if there was a club, I'd quit. And so they part. And then we have a little montage of, uh, you know, everybody's depressed. They're by themselves. Like Spanky's on his own. Alfalfa, they show a shot of Stymie hanging out by himself. And Froggy's by himself. And the only person, the only people hanging out is, uh, you know, Porky and Buckwheat. They're still together, even when everyone else is all split up, which is just great. <laughs> and then uh, Stymie, he decides to take it upon himself to go talk to Alpha Alpha. And he says, you got to meet up with uh, Spanky. You know, you guys are a team like Bert and Ernie. You know, you guys are best friends. You only get one once-in-a-lifetime friend. And he gives a similar speech to Spanky. And then Spanky and Alfalfa, uh, they go to each other's houses, but they miss each other. And then everyone meets back up at the at the clubhouse that's burnt down. But they meet back at the lot where the clubhouse is. And then like, they, recon they reconcile and everything's fine. And everyone decides, we got to rebuild the blur. And so then they have a montage where they're collecting all these junk pieces. Uh, there's a trash can. Uh, there's a bird cage, you know, they get a bowling trophy, which they use as a hood ornament, and then they use stuff from a washing machine, and that's what they use to run the car. And so, uh, with the blur to the sequel ready to go, they get over to the race. <laughs> and, uh, Spanky and, uh, Alpha Alpha, they're gonna drive the car. And then at the race, we see Butch and Worm. And they're in their car called the Beast 2, which is just the blur painted. And then uh, Waldo, he shows up in his car. And it's like super fancy. Like, it's like ridiculously fancy. <laughs> and um, we get, uh, Waldo calls his dad. And his dad is the fucking president of the United States. Like, Donald Trump's in this movie. And I totally forgot that. And it just makes me laugh. You're like, 
that's a thing. <laughs> that crazy bastard became my president. Like, I can't even... I can't believe it. <laughs> anyway, that's not important. Uh, and uh, so we're all gearing up for the race. Uh, and Porky and Buckwheat, they're walking over, and they see one of the arrows on the course. And the course, because they're kids, they mess with the arrow. And so now the arrow's pointing the wrong way. And then they show up, and we get Whoopi Goldberg cameo. And Whoopi Goldberg is uh, Buckwheat's mom, so that's really cool. And so we're at the starting lineup, and Waldo drives up late. And then they're like, oh, the last car's finally here. And Waldo and Darla, they've been kind of bickering. And they pull up next to Spanky and Alfalfa. Well, before the race begins, Alfalfa, he pulls out Darla's hanky. And he says, knights always ride into battle with tokens of their fair loves, right? And so he takes the hanky and he ties it to their hood ornament. And he's like, now, now we can win this race. You know, he's got to do it for Darla. And Darla is sitting in Waldo's car. She's real impressed by this. She's real happy. You know, she smiles. She's like, ah, because Alfalfa's still a good dude, right? And so the race begins. And they're driving along. And, of course, the three main cars are winning, right? Um, you know, Butch and Worm, they silly string a couple cars, take them out of competition. Uh, and then they get to the arrow <laughs> that Porky and Buckwheat have changed. And, of course, Butch and Worm, Waldo and Darla, Alfalfa and Spanky, they drive through where they're supposed to go. And the attendant at that sees it, and then he runs, and he changes the arrow, and he saves the rest of the group from going the wrong way. And uh, so the wrong way people, right, Darla and Waldo, Alfalfa and Spanky, and um, Butch and Worm, they're driving through a supermarket parking lot, and uh, there's some shenanigans involved, and they almost hit an old guy, and he says, you little rascals, which is hilarious. And then uh, they get to an open stretch of road, and Waldo, he turns on his boosters in his car. And so he drives ahead. And then uh, Alfalfa and Spanky, they put on the spin cycle on the washing machine, right? And so it spins the car, and they spin out, and then they drive really fast forward, so their boosters work. And Butch and Warm, they decide to deploy their boosters. But they put them in backwards, so they go in the wrong direction super fast. <laughs> And then Waldo and Darla are ahead, but uh, Spanky and Alfalfa catch up. And so Waldo deploys some blades, and uh, he's trying to pop the tire or at least knock the tire off of alignment on the, on the blur, too. And, uh, you know, then they're able to get out of it, and then Darla and Waldo fight. They get in an argument, and Darla says, pull over. I'm not finishing this fight with or this race with you. And so um, Alfalfa and Spanky, they're able to get back on to the regular course, and everybody else is there, and Butch and Worm are there. And then Waldo's car, with just one person, drives up, so it's like, oh, so Waldo dropped off Darla somewhere. <laughs> what a classy guy. And so they're racing towards the finish, and Butch and Worm, they throw like a smoke bomb, at the blur too and there's all kinds of smoke it's like a flare but it's like smoke coming out of it i don't know what that is maybe it is that i don't know but uh so waldo drives up and uh he puts out the flare with a water gun like he has like a fire extinguisher essentially and uh, he puts out the fire but it causes the hanky uh to fly off and it flies off and it hits alfalfa in the face 
And uh, he tells Spanky to take the wheel because he has to put the hanky back. So Alfalfa climbs back onto the car. And he's uh, on the holding on pretty much to the hood ornament. And, uh, you know, they're bumping back and forth and they get to they're almost to the finish line. And then uh, they cross the finish line. And because Alfalfa has his has his hair, uh, you know, they make it past the finish line and uh, they win. And so, yay! the blur two wins the He-Man woman haters. They get their money for the clubhouse. Everything's fine. Right. And then Butch and Worm, they confront them afterwards, and they're like, I'm going to beat you up. And then Alfalfa punches Butch in the face, and he breaks through a fence, and he lands into a pig pen, and he falls into the, you know, the shit, right? And then Butch, because he doesn't want to get punched in the face, he says, allow me, and then he jumps in. And then Waldo walks up, and Spanky is going to initiate him into the club. But what they don't know or what Spanky doesn't know, is a car has driven up behind them. And it's Waldo in the car, which means the person that saved them in the race is actually Darla. And uh, Spanky's surprised, and Alfalfa's really happy, and uh, Darla's like, I saw what you did with my hanky, right? And so then they reconcile, and everything's fine. And then uh, the next thing we get is the uh, He-Man Woman's Haters Club has rebuilt, but they have a sign that says, Women Welcome. Oh, no, before then, we get the trophy presentation. I, I forgot the trophy presentation. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> so we're at the trophy presentation, and uh, there there's supposed to be this famous race car driver, A.J. Ferguson, who's supposed to present the trophy. Well, when they get the trophy, it's a woman, and Spanky's like, ah, oh, I thought it was going to be A.J. Ferguson. And then A.J. Ferguson's like, that's exactly who I am. And it's Reba McIntyre, in case you guys know who that is. And, uh, you know, he's, like, surprised because he can't believe the best woman, the best driver in the world is a woman, you know. So it kind of makes him think, oh, man, maybe they're not so bad. And he gets kissed by her on the cheek. And then uh, he's like, you mind evening it up? And so she kisses the other side of his cheek. It's a really good moment because it's Spanky is, you know, he's like, oh, all right, maybe I was wrong. And then we get the clubhouses reopened and women are welcome. And there's just every everybody has a woman that they're paired with, so... That's a fun one. <laughs> and uh, that's The Little Rascals. That's our film. You know, it's a fun little kid movie. Right? I mean, you know, I, who doesn't love that? It's it's a good time at the movies. Of course, I would highly recommend it. Um, it was floating around Netflix for a while. It still might be there if you want to give this one a look yourself. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a movie I watched as a kid and I really loved and. I think everybody else, well, like all the pod people love it, you know. And uh, so I thought, yeah, this is the one we'll do. This is a great one to bring us back. And so we're back to regular programming. Uh, so that means if you guys have any suggestions of anything you'd like to see on the show, um, you know, just let me know because I would love to hear from you. You know, this is our show. The pod people is for us. Well, not the pod people. The pod people is, but, you know, Zach's Corner specifically is our show. And, uh, you know, that's where we, uh, we get to get a little crazy because we can do fun things like the little rascals, you know, so just let me know. And where you can let me know is on our official Facebook page where you can, if you get on Facebook and you get in the little search bar and you do at DTZ, the pod people, you get right to our page and you can send us a message. You can send us an email. 
You can comment on this episode if you have any suggestions for further episodes. Or if you just like the episode, let us know how you guys feel about Zach's Corner or the pod people in general. We'd love to hear from you guys. And as always, I'll leave a link to the Facebook page in the description of this episode. This has been Zach's Corner. I hope everything is going well. I love you guys. All right. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye.